Just a heads up, guys, if you'd like to make sure that you tune into each episode in 2022, make sure to subscribe to this podcast, otherwise you won't get notified, or go to www.unboxyourgift.com, put your name and uh, email address in, and then I can contact you to let you know of the start of the new series of the podcast in 2022. Otherwise, subscribe and put your name in. That way you will definitely be in the know for 2022 and the new episodes coming your way. For now, here's the last episode for 2021. Enjoy. G'day, g'day. This is Rita Joyan and welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast, how to turn a passion into a profession. This is the final episode for 2021. The podcast will be returning, I'm excited to say, in 2022. But this for this year, this is the last episode. And I want to bring to you the seven most potent lessons from 2021 based on the guests that I've had, that I've had this year, the podcasts that have been recorded, and what's going on in the world based on emotional intelligence, based on regulating our emotion, based on finding what lights us up and getting clarity. Because when our, as of this recording, it's uh, mid-December and wherever you are in the journey of 2021, whether at this moment in time, you've cracked the goal of self-awareness or you've cracked the goal, I mean, it's not just a goal self-awareness, it's a constant and continuous journey. If you've cracked your goals, if you have just completely obliterated them and just gone full steam ahead, or if you haven't, regardless of where you are, or you're kind of mellowing in the middle, wherever that may be for you, these seven things that I'm going to share with you will hopefully bring to light what you need to work on, on your own, without a coach, without having to resort to something outside of yourself. Because when we can facilitate what we need within ourselves, when we be, can become self-sufficient, that's the ultimate superpower. It doesn't mean we don't need other people. Absolutely, for us to function as humans, we need others. But the ability to know and work out what's our triggers and how do we manage those triggers so that we're not making the wrong decision so we're not living in frustration so we're not living in anger or regret or I wish I had that's the superpower how do I get out of that and move forward and not just try to push it under the carpet and it's never going under the carpet so here are the seven the seven lessons seven strategies seven ahas from this year's podcast from this year's journey of 2021 that I wanted to share with you the first one is of Jim's, uh, the, the episode that I did on Jim's mowing, how a PhD uh, in history for, for this gentleman who has become Australia's backyard millionaire, his PhD in history was great. It was fantastic learning, but his real passion was mowing lawns. <laughs> I mean, if you had said to someone, I don't know, if you said to someone, I've just done a PhD in history and I'm going to actually want to go and actually work as mowing people's lawns, people go, are you nuts? Are you crazy? Like, go get a job at a university. Instead, he followed his heart. He loves history, studying it, but not so much working in academia. And he went out and he created Jim's Mowing, which now has franchised and 
become gyms, pets, gyms, uh, cleaning gyms, you name it. There's, I think, over 32 different types of franchises that Jim has created. Um, and what that lesson teaches us is that you need to find that thing that lights you up regardless of how much time you've spent studying it or regardless of how much time you've spent working on it and regardless of what and we always hear that like you know, do, you know don't worry about what people think do live your life but yeah that's all great and wonderful and inspirational and they're great memes and little infographics when you see them on in, uh, Instagram and on Facebook and you hear about it on TikTok but the actual practicing of that is what's tremendously hard and so the takeaway from that is I would ask yourself to look at what are you tolerating what are you tolerating that's not working out for you? And I'm talking, when I did this exercise, I'm talking everything from clothes to undergarments to um, the kitchen cloth that was just like hanging in there, you know, just annoyed me because it was got a stain, but not really. Anything that you're tolerating that's not serving you, you need to actually get rid of that. And then that habit, will then, you know, kind of permeate slowly into other areas of your life. And if you want fast into other areas of your life, so that your brain will pick up when you're tolerating something that's not serving you anymore. And so that's the takeaway from that from the first step, the first strategy, the first lesson, is what are you tolerating? And make a list of everything that doesn't make you happy. So what doesn't make me happy? What just like drains me? What drains me that I'm still doing, that I still have, that I still own, whatever it might be. And what you're wanting to do is work to, like if it's a car, like if it's something, a big uh, ticket item like that, obviously you're going to work towards it. But the working in progress, starting from the small things that you're tolerating around so that the brain, the reticular activating system, the brain, the part of the brain that notices what you focus on, that starts to take notice, well, what am I tolerating? Like, you know, like, why isn't it just all happening for me? And most of the time it's because we're tolerating things that we think it's just part of the goal or it's just part of the journey. When you get to choose what you tolerate, especially if you live in Australia, America, Canada, you know, developed countries. Because if you have safety, food and shelter, water, then we've all got it pretty well. I mean, yes, there are other things in life, but those are the bare minimum things we need to be able to have a goal, to have a dream. Because if you're not safe, you can't have a goal. If you're living in a war-torn country, it's very hard to have goals and dreams because if your first goal and dream is just to be safe and you can't provide that because the government has to or whoever's in charge has to. It goes outside of you. And so the bare function of just being safe, having food, having water, and having a roof over your head is the bare minimum of now working out well, what am I tolerating that's not serving me. Number two, when I did a, in the podcast with Yvonne Ridley, Dr. Yvonne Ridley, uh, which was the episode on how um, America's 24-7, America's 9-11 became Afghanistan's 24-7. Uh, and it's how Dr. Yvonne Ridley was a prisoner of the Taliban. What was very, there was so many golden gems that she shared in that interview. The one that stood out was to be discerning. 
I asked her a question about should we as people who watch the news, consume the news, listen to the news, should we, we be on guard is the word I used when we're listening because there is an agenda past the newsreader who's reading the news. We all know that there is an agenda going on behind the news. I mean, like it's like it's open knowledge. And she said, I wouldn't be on guard. I would be discerning. And if that's what we are given, that content of information online, whether it's on social media, whether it's in the news, in the newspaper, if, we, if she is a journalist who has seen both sides of the coin, those who have been pro a certain regime and against a certain regime, like she was living with the Taliban as a prisoner of this, she knows. And when she said the word to be discerning because her narrative of how she was treated very, very kindly, very generously when she was a prisoner of the Taliban was not communicated in the news because it went against the narrative of what the mainstream news had, had promoted. So when she had actually became prisoner and said, listen, they were actually really nice to me. I mean, if anything, I was the one that was rude to them. I spat on them, I threw things at them, but they didn't reciprocate. But that was never published. And so when she said to be discerning, now this is not about politics. This is about being discerning about what we hear, what we listen to, what we read. And that just doesn't apply to news. It also applies to who are you listening to as a coach? What kind of information are you consuming online about your business, about your work, about your career? Because if you listen to too many, it starts to get really noisy. And when it gets really noisy, you get really confused. And then you, conf confusion just makes you stop, becomes overwhelming. So the second lesson that I got from Dr. Yvonne's podcast is to be discerning, not just in what we consume with news, but be discerning in what you consume, listen to, read, take into what coaches your, what programs, like what, you know, um, what's it called? The um, follow-up sessions or what summits you join, what conferences you go to. Like all of this becomes a lot of information. Be discerning about what you let in. Because I know people who go to so many conferences, so many seminars, read so many books, and yet they still aren't where they want to be. And they still haven't moved the needle because all they're doing is just getting gathering, gathering, gathering. It's like, at, where, at what point are you going to move? And that's because they're not being very critical or very not critiquing, not being discerning about what they listen to. It's just everything and anything. And that becomes a whole ocean of content information that overwhelms them. And that overwhelm tends to just like take them over. And then what's comfortable is just listening to more, uh, reading more of the same thing, same positivity, same book of habits, same everything, and not getting anywhere. So discerning is a second lesson about who you listen to, about your work, about your career, about your business, and how often do you listen to it? So the first one is, what are you tolerating? Second one is being discerning. And then the third one is what I really like it's really just hit me in between the eyes this year, even though we were in lockdown, is to really meet as many people as you can. For me, and this was a big one for me this year, meet as many people as I can, because in that, friendships develop. In that, 
you find who your people are, who, who your people are not. In that, you find what excites you. you in that, you find opportunities. In that, you find, I mean, I had a con coffee with someone before lockdown and it was just a coffee to get to know someone. I, I had heard about them. I reached out and I said, I'd love to have a coffee with you to get to know about what you do. And um, it was just a straight up coffee. It was beautiful, a great chat. And then about a month later, the person I didn't even know was holding an, a, a conference and then asked me to come to speak to it. Um, that became a paid engagement. So that just happened from just me wanting to just meet someone to see how things were going. And that happens a lot, the more people you meet, but building relationships, not a numbers game, actually building, seeing if I wanna be a friend to this person, I wanna be um, you know, a peer to this person, a colleague, more than beyond your self-interest, meeting and networking and getting to know people outside of, for the fact that this could be a customer or this could be um, a Garrick Jane B point partner or anything with beyond your self-interest, just meeting people over a coffee to get to know them that should it turn into a customer, should it turn into a joint venture partnership, super. And if it doesn't, super as well, because that was not the objective. The objective was just to get to know. So although that kind of was stifled during lockdown and I could have done that over Zoom, but I just prefer the face-to-face. -face. It's just more of a connection. Um, that would be my greatest takeaway uh, for number three. Number four is I had a client this year who, um, this is when I would do coaching. I don't, I don't uh, do coaching anymore, but he contacted me to want to coach with me. And it was probably for our third conversation, third or fourth conversation on the phone. And he had been working at a full-time job and he would also have this side hustle, but he wasn't sure if he wanted to pursue the side hustle or there was something else better for him out there. And he said to me that he hated his job, absolutely hated his job. And I said, Okay, well, let's first work out before you, and he had three months of long service leave. So if he was going to just even take leave, he would have been paid for three months, right? And I said to him, so let's work out number one first, what you really want to do before, so that when you give your, when you give your three months a long service leave, you know, you're going to use that up well, like you're not going to just be sitting and thinking, oh, I wasted it. And um, he had been thinking of leaving his job for a very long time. It just so happened that he spoke with me and it was his, he was at a crossroad and ready to make a decision. And as we were in the process, because he we had a session booked and he did not uh, on, the, on a particular day and he met, texted me saying, I can't make our session today. Can we please do it next week? I, something's come up. And I said, yeah, sure, no worries. You know, go ahead and take um, whatever you need. 48 hours after that text, that he said, I can't make our session, can we do it next week? 48, two days later, I get a message saying that that client of mine had passed away. And 
as far as I knew, there was nothing medically wrong with him. But here's what I took away from that. It, it, there's a, I, I could probably do a separate podcast just on that. But here's what I took away from that. He had been contemplating for a very long time to leave his job. It just so happens that he came in contact with me. He hired me to coach him. I finally find out that he's not really into his side hustle. So that's why I said, we need to really work out what you want to do. And then with what you want to do, we will take that three months and you feed it into that side hustle. So you're being paid for that long service head. And he was, he was just a moment away from that decision-making when God had other plans. And so if I can share anything, and it was just a very hard moment for me as his, as his coach that I know I only spoke with him three times. The first one was to find out what things he wanted. The second session we had was working out that his side hustle wasn't his really his real goal. The third session was now like planning what we were going to do for him to leave the three months, to leave the work, to have the three months. And then by the fourth one, God had other plans. And if anything I can share with that is go for gold. Just do it. There's no waiting. You don't, no one has time. And you know that, I know that we've heard that a gazillion times, but take this as heed. Take this as heed. I did an interview with someone um, who wanted to be a fictional, uh, a fictional, no, it was a, it was a romantic nonfiction writer or a thriller. She wanted to be a nonfiction writer and nonfiction writers, you don't get paid like anything, if anything at all. But she really wanted to be that. And she had waited and waited and waited. And finally, her father in, her, in his 60s passed away. And that was the wake-up call that, you know, her father had retired in his 60s so he could go and pursue his passion, what he always wanted to do, but did not get the chance. And that was the wake-up call for her to pursue her writing because she said it was just so horrible and just so stark that her father never got that chance and she didn't want to die with that song in her heart and so it's the same here and I, I'm speaking from an example that I had a client who went through that and then I had an interview with someone who had that same experience and I thought I've got to share that with you because that's a sign if I'm seeing that it's a sign that there is no waiting it's now it's ready set now if you can't do it now, then you have to make a plan for making it happen. Like it's got to move forward. So that's number four. Number five is pick your habits after you pick your goal. And what I mean by that is when you want a goal of I want to make six figures, I want to be able to be a project manager, I want to be working at this kind of company. I want to be able to make an eight-figure company. I want to be able to start a podcast. I want to be able to do my qualifications and X, Y, Z. Whatever goal you have you want to do that, you know, you've had this goal for a long time, but it's just not getting there. Like it's just not moving forward. You always have had this goal, but you're not moving forward. I want you to look at what are the habits you need to employ to make that goal a reality. What habits do you need to employ? So in other words, for me, I wanted to get healthier. I just wanted to get healthier. 
I, I've just been listening to so much stuff. Like I just wanted to get a little bit more healthier over lockdown. I had put on a good, I think two, three kilos, maybe even four, which is very unlikely. Even though I was working, uh, walking 10,000 steps a day, I still managed somehow, a miracle, to put on what. So I thought, how am I going to get, now that's my goal, to lose that four, four, four or five kilos. And I thought to myself, so that's the goal, but what habit do I need to change? What do I have or habit do I need to include? And so one of the things that I've done is every morning when I wake up, rather than focusing on lose the kilos, I focus on the habit that I need to do. So when I wake up in the morning, I have a celery juice. That celery juice hydrates me. It keeps me somewhat full until I can have my uh, have a cereal, a very like an all brand cereal. But it hydrates me. It keeps my uh, metabolism going. And that habit, I've been able to lose a kilo. In addition to that, I have been able to, and everybody is different. Like every single body, physical body is different and responds differently. And then I'm, in addition to that, I either walk every single day or I do a 90 minute hot, uh, 38 degree yoga class. So I do either one or I do both of them in the one day. But those are the habits I've employed to get to my goal. So don't focus on the goal so much because the goal is just that moment and then the moment passes and then you want the next goal. So focus on what habits because if you're not getting to where you wanna go, what habits do you need to include or do you need to introduce or do you need to tweak? Because if you pick your habits correctly, you will get to the goal and you will address what's stopping you. So that's number five. Number six, anxiety, overwhelm, being scared to do something. It happens to everyone. Every single one of us gets scared. I had a talk at the public sector women's leadership conference about two weeks ago. I was nervous. I was so scared because I hadn't done a upfront face-to-face -face talk in 18 months, in a long time. I'd done many on Zoom, but face-to-face -face, people in the, in looking at me eye-to-eye, -eye, I hadn't done that. And I just got nervous and, and I was starting to get anxious before presenting. So here's what I want you to do. Anytime you feel you get anxious, anytime you get overwhelmed, and, you, and when you get anxious or overwhelmed, you start to get snappy. You start to get frustrated. You start to get short with people, especially if you have a husband or wife or kids or parents living. You just, you start to get irritable, right? So anytime you get anxious, overwhelmed, I want you to invite that feeling closer to you. Like rather than strict, uh, like reaching out for some food, or for anything to soothe you or comfort you to overcome that feeling of frustration or overwhelm or irritation, I want you to get closer to the feeling of being anxious. So invite it in. Now, this might sound strange, but it works. So for example, I was feeling really anxious. Oh my God, I'm gonna do this talk. I'm gonna, my mind is just racing. Am I, gonna, am I gonna say the right thing? Am I gonna do the right thing? I haven't done this like over 18 months and I've been Zooming and blah, 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 blah. So I said, so, okay, so what am I, this is what I'm going through. So this is what's going in my head. So, okay, I'm feeling anxious. So what's making me feel anxious? Oh my God, sorry. And, and I'm asking myself, what's making me feel anxious? What would make me more anxious? What would make me more anxious? 
if I forgot my notes that day, forgot my like cards to prompt me of what I'm going to say. Now I'm even more anxious, right? Okay. So why do I get anxious? What's making me feel anxious? And my, my brain would answer, because I haven't seen anyone for like 18 months doing a face-to-face presentation. And why does that make me anxious? Because what if I don't say the right thing? Or what if I move in the wrong spot? What if I've lost my groove, is what my brain's saying. So why does that make me anxious? Because then I won't have the same impact like I used to. So why is that making me anxious? So all I'm doing is saying, why am I getting anxious? What's making me anxious? And I'm not asking in terms of, in terms of um, like I'm talking to myself. It's like I'm my own coach. I'm my own trainer. I'm looking at myself, not judging me, but getting curious. And that curiosity is what giving, is giving me the answers. And so that's what you want to do when you get anxious, when you get overwhelmed, when you get scared. If you don't treat it, you're going to get snappy. You're going to get irritable. You're going to get short with the people around you, with the people that you can get away with being short with. And instead of going to that, being short, get really, really, this is self-awareness. This is building self-awareness. This is your superpower. Why am I getting anxious? And keep asking, so why is that making me anxious? Why is that making me anxious? Just like I gave you the example right now. Because when you get to the root of what's making you anxious, now that's what you can address. And the root of what was making me anxious is because I was speaking to some people that I hadn't spoken on that stage with. I mean, there was Helen Clark, who was the former Prime Minister of New Zealand, There was uh, who was speaking at that conference. There was... Um, Christine Holgate, who was the former CEO of Australia Post. For those in Australia, you know who that person is, quite a huge figure in Australia and politics. I mean, there were big names that were speaking in on the same platform that I was going to be on. And that got me a bit that I hadn't had before. Or I had it because when I was doing a Zoom, it's just me, right? But now I'm like these other people as well. And that was the root of it. So once I got to the root of what was making me anxious, now I can address that. And now I can, you know what I mean? Like I can, that's my self-awareness. So I'm not anxious because I'm giving a talk. I'm anxious because I'm going to be sharing a stage and a platform with people who are just like huge profiles. And now that I know that, in that moment, I can address that rather than because it's because I'm speaking. No, it's not because I'm speaking. It's because there's this specific profile people that are going to be there, right? And it's the same for you. And that's what becomes your superpower as you build self-awareness. And then number seven, number seven, I was interviewed this morning on an internet news station and they asked me about the big resignation, right? And I said, the big resignation has just given, has, has happened because of the, the great reassessment. There is a great reassessment happened thanks to COVID. A gig economy, gig economy has opened up in a way that it never has before, thanks to COVID. And people are evaluating their options. And so the only reason why the great the great resignation has happened is because people are considering reassessing their lives, reassessing their work. It's the great reassessment, really, not the great resignation. 
because it doesn't mean people are not going to work anymore. It just means they are reassessing where they are and where they are, does it fulfill what they want or does it drain them? And it's the same for you and I. This break that we are going to be on, it's a real great time for reassessment. And when you've reassessed, it's not the great resignation, it's the great reassessment, it's the great reset, reset for where you are. Once you've identified whether where you are is where you want to be or not, then you want to go through what, what do I want? What are the habits, like we mentioned? When you get anxious or overwhelmed, bring that feeling close to you and get curious and examine it and ask, why is that making me anxious? Why is that making me feel scared? To get to the root of it, don't wait. It's now. Think of my client. Think of the lady on the podcast who wanted to be a fictional writer. Her podcast is right here. You can listen to it um, to get inspiration of how she's building an income, a livelihood, a full-time livelihood, being a non-fictional writer. Meet people. Get to know people. Be discerning about what information you let in about your work, about your career, about motivation, about inspiration, and what you are discerning about. And make a list of what you're tolerating that's not serving you. That, that includes clothes, that includes Tupperware, <laughs> that includes the dishes, that includes the spare parts in the garage, that includes the wallets, that includes the clutter anywhere, that includes everything the numerous candles you have in your house, your underwear that's not just making you spark, whatever it might be. And so those are the seven things I want to leave you with that have really spoken to me this year. And I wanted to share that with you so that you can take that into your great reassessment and use those points to really delve into your self-awareness minus paying thousands of dollars for a coach, for a therapist. You can do all of that, you know, go for gold. But if you want to do it on your own and you want to build the muscle of self-awareness, this is how to do it. And once you know how to become self-aware and manage your emotions so you're not living in doom and dark and disillusioned and doubt, that becomes your superpower to take yourself out and above and beyond anything else. And that is my gift to you. If you do it, you will gain from it. And I hope and my, I pray that you do. And I hope to hear from you to see and hear how you've used these so that I know I can give you more. So if this has been of benefit, let me know so I can give you more of these coming up in 2022. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean so much if you could please share this with a, your friend that who needs this, your spouse, your, your children, your colleagues, your boss, anyone that you care about that you feel would be greatly benefiting for even one of the points or one of the examples here. Please do go ahead and share it. And if you've enjoyed this, then please also do leave me your review of your thoughts, because your thoughts, your reviews, your words is what gives oxygen and encouragement for me to move on to 2022 and bring you more content that you enjoy. And so I want to thank you so much for 2021. 
I want to thank you so much for listening in, for joining me, for being part of the Unbox Your Gift community. Wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, my advice to myself and to you is that life is a gift and together let's unbox it. God bless and speak to you in 2020, God willing. Just a heads up, guys, if you'd like to make sure that you tune into each episode in 2022, make sure to subscribe to this podcast, otherwise you won't get notified, or go to www.unboxyourgift.com, put your name and uh, email address in, and then I can contact you to let you know of the start of the new series of the podcasts in 2022. Otherwise, subscribe and put your name in. That way you will definitely be in the know for 2022 and the new episodes coming your way. For now, here's the last episode for 2021. Enjoy.